Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall and is for the title of greatest podcast ever made. Introducing first, from San Diego, California, Austin Cook. And from Odessa, Texas, Kayla McLemore. And these two together make up the Internet World Order. Well, hello, everybody. It is your boy, Austin Cook, and we are back with a new episode of the Internet World Order Podcast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Caleb McLemore, and today we're talking about the legend himself, one of the best professional wrestlers on the mic, a legend, unless you were in the WWE locker room from about 2005 to about 2010, and his name is The Miz. The most must-see man in sports entertainment. Welcome to The Miz episode. But, yes, uh, we're going to be talking about The Miz today. And I know you might think it's an interesting choice, because I know, uh, as Austin alluded to, this is a man who has uh, ebbed and flowed in terms of his popularity, not just in the locker room, but online. Because this man, this is a, this is a man who has literally earned every inch he has gotten in pro wrestling. And at this point in his life, I can't do anything but respect him for it. Yeah, no, he's been, uh, he's been kind of put through the ringer a little bit in terms of like what he was expected to go through. And I, I know like everyone, like the, the famous phrase, pay your dues. Ugh, I hate that phrase. But the, the pay your dues phrase, which to me just seems like a way to exploit people into proving themselves. I mean, sure, obviously people are going to have a different opinion. I don't like that phrase, but I think that there's definitely something worth, you know, discussing when it comes to like, oh, well, you're relatively new to this business. I think you should work your way up and, you know, work with people who are veterans in the industry in order to prove, you know, like what you're capable of. And, yeah. you know, earn respect. That's one thing, but I think the phrase pay your dues just strikes me the wrong way. And as we're going to talk about here with The Miz, I, yeah, well, he, I don't understand how like, he didn't walk away. <laughs> like, well, well, that's part of what, that's part of where like through, he is, honestly, you're familiar with the meme where it's like, I forget where it's from, but it's just like, you know, they talk about like, the, this man did it through sheer freaking will. He did it. But like that's the yeah. Miz. That is literally and... the Miz. He wanted it so badly, and he—I mean, that's the thing. Like people doubted him for the longest time. They're like, "Oh, you're not cut out for this." Well, he proved them wrong. <laughs> and he's the hilarious. Like he has outlasted almost everyone that said that. And I'm not talking about people yeah. who were had already been in it for a long time. Like you know, who have already been in it for like over a decade. I'm talking like people that started around the same time as him, and he has outlasted them. No, and, he, he's still kicking. He's still going. And he's one of the most consistent wrestlers on WWE TV. Yeah. And that's just like on, because the thing he talks about, and I know as a hallmark of being a great heel, it's hard to know like where he's blurring real life versus what's he just playing up for sake of character, which is that's heel work 101. And he has it down to a science. Mm-hmm. But I also know he's not exaggerating a whole lot when he talks about how he's the one that does all the press tours. He does all the like 
Do they need someone to go on a talk show? The Miz can do it. Do they need someone to go like do a little like talk to hype up a pay per view somewhere? The Miz can do it. And I'm like, he's like ninety percent correct. He exaggerates. Yeah. It makes it sound like as though he's Roman Reigns or John Cena, but he's not that far off. Yeah, no, he's a company man through and through in ways that I think a lot of people would not have committed to if they'd been put through what he did. And he heard what everybody was saying. I mean, from what we've seen, and just immediately yeah, was he's like, open. You doubt he's me. very open about yeah. it. Yeah, it's. Gosh, I don't blame some of his anger sometimes. Like there will be times where he's ranting in the middle of something, and I was like, oh my god, he's right. Like, Dude, <laughs> this man uh, is completely right. It, it it honestly reminds me of because like I remember watching a another heel, and I know he had a lot of respect for, uh, for uh, like Roddy Piper, and I know like like Piper when he he believed he got sabotaged when he tried out for WWE initially because people didn't like him, right? And so I put a chip on his shoulder, and that's why he had that that level of like anger in his promos and Miz. I think because I think he said like he he felt that, and for those of you that may because it's been long enough now, it may not be as common knowledge as it used to be about like why Miz was initially hated, but just to help make sure we're all on the same page. For those that don't know, man, I'm about to sound like a borderline boomer when I say this. Back in the day, <laughs> back, in, um, back in my day, when I went uphill both ways in desert snow, but um. Uh, Miz was on the real world. I think what was it like the sec? Was it was it the first when the real world first started, or was it like the second or third season? I I can't quote myself on that. I'm not 100 percent well, sure. I know it was around the beginning of it. It's not like you know. It's not like how I forget that Big Brother still goes to this day because it's like who cares? Like Miz Wait, was big, on real world. Big Brother still around? Apparently, I've for seen them. commercials. Good yeah, for them. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Get a paycheck. <laughs> But um, <laughs> I'm a simple man. Get paid. But um, <laughs> uh, but Miz was like when the real world was like when it was the. It's kind of like when American Idol first started, and it was like a cultural phenomenon. And the Miz grew up a huge fan of pro wrestling, and so on the real world, he took on the pro wrestler gimmick, and like so because like he knew rock promos, and obviously there's like. I can count one hand how many people have the charisma of the rock, especially in like prime wrestling. But uh, he was doing impersonations of like the promos of his favorite wrestlers. And he, even on the real world, he survived as long as he did by being the heel, by just being the villain. Everyone hated. And he, he made bank on ratings because they're like, we can't get rid of him. People want to see him lose. But they tune in because of that. People love a good villain, dude. That's the thing is like, if you have someone that people are going to root against, they'll watch to see them get their comeuppance. I, I know this isn't like brand new to anybody. But... No, it's a, it's a trope <laughs> for a reason. Like, uh, but it's like, a, and the thing is with Miz, it's like, he understood this from the, like from the very beginning, the man understood his strength is his mouth and his, like his, his way with words and how sharp his mind is. And he yeah. knew this from the start. <laughs> right. And and the professional wrestling comes with time too. And I, I think that everybody understands that not everybody's going to be like a perfect gifted athlete. The moment that oh. you step foot in the ring. Oh yeah. I mean, look, 
guys as good as like Brian Danielson, like that's there's a reason why he has a once in a generation talent, or like a Kenny Omega or a, a Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Those are generational talents for a reason. Right. Yeah. And, that's why they're called generational. Like, because <laughs> yeah, what they can do out the gate, you're just like, that's not even fair. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's ugh, it, it feels deflating sometimes. And you're like, I, I don't know if I could be that good at that. But yeah, at the same time, it's there's such a joy. But to the watch. thing, but to your point, you can still like learn moves and be a good hand in the ring that can help tell a good story. You can't really teach like having a good wit. No. And like, that's, that, that's not taught. You just, you got that or you, no, you can train it and make it better. But so obviously the real world goes, it, it runs its course. He does his thing. He kind of becomes basically 15 minutes of fame. And then when it's over, he comes over to WWE via tough enough. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted he was ultimate mid two thousands fashion. Miz is, a sight to behold nowadays. And uh and he just from the get-go, he he got under everyone's skin. And the thing is it's hilarious watching how a bunch of guys, men and women who have been in the industry for years and years, so they know like there's kayfabe and there's real life. And somehow Miz was able to get under their skin. Cause he Yeah. I don't say it's an insult, but he does have like a punchable face. No, he does. I don't know how to make yeah. that not sound bad, but it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it as an insult. Well, I think that comes from the way that he was presented, too. Like, I think just from the get-go, like, it's so easy to associate, like, when you see his behavior, and then you're like, oh, he's just got a punchable face, too. Yes. And it, it makes it easier to say that out loud, because, like, if they're, like, a sweetheart who, like, you know, you, you meet him, and they're like, oh, I go off and I do, like, church events, and I save orphans. And yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be like, oh, you have a punchable face. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to say it to like, you know, Mr. Make-A-Wish himself, John Cena. Heck yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> also, he's just like a kind soul. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's what you're, like, to your point, like such a kind soul. But like, the thing is, when Miss first jumped in, it's like he did, honestly, looking back at it, it was the smartest thing to do because he knew he wasn't like the most muscular. Or he couldn't do, like Montez Ford, the way he defies gravity. Miz can't do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So, but what he could do is, if he can get reactions, and he can get people to not look away when he's talking, but he knows he's got a job. And I applaud that for him knowing that so early on. This is how and you win. Yeah. Exactly. Know your strength and lean hard into it. Yeah. And well, play to what makes you good. That's the thing. It's like if you're trying to imagine if you're like a singer and naturally you're like a baritone singer, you have like a two octave range. If you try to sing a song as like an alto or a tenor, you're going to fail. It's, you know, unless you're like you have all these vocal ranges, like it's not going to happen. Like I, I have a four octave vocal range and there's many, many songs I cannot sing because it's, I would be stepping outside of what my strengths are and it, you'll be like, wow, that sounds terrible. And it's like, well, yeah, because I'm not playing to my strengths. I'm playing to my weaknesses and failing. And the thing about the Miz is that he knows exactly what his strengths and weaknesses are. Yes. And he knows how to really just push that 
to be like to present himself in the best possible way. And that's that's special. That's a talent all in yeah. itself. Absolutely. And like to your point, he knew that the wrestling would come in time as long as he just listened to the coaches. So what he could lean into while he got slowly better was his ability to talk and his character work. Yeah. And the thing is, as we alluded to, what got him in trouble in the locker room was nothing he did. It was just, just it was a, unfortunately a baggage that he did nothing to deserve, but just kind of came with, because basically since he came from a talk show, not a talk show, a uh, reality show, and, it did, and he didn't turn into a mega star that way, a lot of the guys in the locker room were like, oh, you're just using us until you go to Hollywood. Or basically, like, where we, guys like us, like, we have trained our whole lives for this. You just came to this because this was your plan C. It wasn't even your plan B. It was, like, your plan C or D. And because of that, he had a lot of heat that he just did not deserve. Because, yeah. unfortunately, there are people who, unfortunately, have used wrestling like that. As a, there's nothing wrong with having stepping stones. There's mm-hmm. a, where, it get, where it turns into a problem is when you make is when you don't care about where you are currently. If you're just like, oh, I don't care because this I'm not going to be here long. And I think they were afraid that's how Miz was going to be. So they were fortunate. Like this is all common knowledge now because even the guys that gave him a, a, some of the guys that gave him a lot of crap have apologized. Mm-hmm. And because like Miz would have to go change in the bathroom because they would kick him out of the locker room. Ugh. And. Yeah, that's harsh. There are times he was having his, like, yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm like, dude, one, the humiliation. Two, it's not like a private bathroom. It's like, it's the bathroom the fans are coming in and out of. So, like, it, it's almost kind of like, it, it's like seeing the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. You're not supposed to do that. And, um, and just the way they mistreated him, they were like, oh, because I guess they were convinced he'd be gone in like six months. That if he didn't, they're like, oh, the moment he doesn't get a title in like a year, he's out of here. And yeah. he had to win them over. Be like, no, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And honestly, six months is like, if you make it past that, you're probably in it for, for career. Like, you're not just oh, there yeah. to bolster yourself. And we, yeah, I mean, you're not just there for like a the PR past. boost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's been wrestlers in the past that have come and gone. And. With Miz, the fact that he stuck it out for so long against like such heavy abuse, I was like, dude, like, yeah, <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't know man. how you do it, dude. I get like, dude, like I said, sheer freaking will. That's all I can think of because my goodness, like, give him a green lantern ring. I know, right? For real, though, because like, I, I, and he just kept leaning into the character. And like at first he was kind of like he leaned into the fact that he was from M- MTV, so mm-hmm. being like that punk kid and all that. And obviously the punk kid thing you can only do for so long because of this thing called aging. So, yeah. but then when he shifted to and he became the A lister, something magical happened, and he became Johnny Cage. <laughs> yeah, and he excelled at it in ways that people I think didn't expect. And because oh, it's so good. Oh, Keep it, going. It, uh, if you think of like five wrestlers who are like arrogant or like do the whole like holier than now, you could probably think of five wrestlers without even breathing hard. 
Yeah. But like Ric Flair immediately. Exactly. I mean, even if you want to think of like current day, you could think of like five wrestlers pretty quick. Because the whole like having arrogance, pretty standard, especially if you're a heel. What made Miz work so well is I make the comparison to Johnny Cage. Because in Mortal Kombat, Johnny Cage does really cheesy B movies. And but he acts like he's an Oscar winner. He acts like Ninja Mime should be treated like Citizen Kane. But and and the Miz does the same thing. He's like in Marine four, five, and six. And the guy acts like he was like, and guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah. And it he, was brilliant. He was in a he was in like a Christmas movie too, I think, with Paige. And like yes, Santa's yes. little helper. And he's like my new hit film that's destined for Oscars. And I was like, oh, the Miz is so good. I love that's the what, Miz. <laughs> exactly. And that's what made his take on being arrogant different. And mm-hmm. different enough to be unique to him. Because the thing is too, and he leaned into all the stereotypes about Hollywood. And one of the biggest stereotypes is being fake. Well, Miz isn't even from Hollywood. He's from Ohio or like Cincinnati, correct? Uh, like, or is it Cleveland? I think he was born right outside, like Parma, Ohio or something like that. But he's okay, so, from Cleveland, basically. Okay, so from Cleveland. And, but, he, but whenever he goes to the ring, they always say he's from Los Angeles. Yeah, which is smart. Yeah. I mean, I just, Undertaker. I love that it's, yeah. <laughs> well, I just I was like, that's smart because it's a way to give a little zinc because when he's in Ohio and people are trying to cheer him because, you know, hometown guys like guys, there's a reason I left here. Leave me alone. And they start booing him. Yeah. Oh, God, he's so good at it. But <laughs> he, I mean, and the guy's been a lifelong Browns fan. Poor guy. But I know. <laughs> he he's doing his best. And I just love how he's so versatile in terms of like taking anything and just immediately using it to whatever benefit he needs to like he's been a face like twice i think in his entire career but anytime he starts to really like get cheered automatically he's like uh-uh not having it this is not going to happen nope. and yep we've seen that with um well he wasn't getting cheered with this but damian Mizdow when he had a stunt yes. double oh amazing oh my <laughs> gosh dude when we if y'all go back in the archives we i can't remember uh we covered a pay-per-view like and in that paper, he was like during that run and just watching the Miz get booed. Like he would raise his actual championship get, and get booed. Like Damien would raise his fake uh, replica championship and get cheered out the building. <laughs> yeah. And he knew to lean into that too. He's like, I got to run this because like, I, you know, this is what's working. This is what's getting me booed. And he just lives for it. And I love that. <laughs> I, I've heard like from people it's like look if you're going to be a heel a good one or one that's going to have any sort of lasting power you have to enjoy getting booed yeah you, and, you have to get uh, a joy from it <laughs> I see I feel like being a heel is way more fun because like being cheered you're like yeah everybody loves me but yeah. being booed is like special that like yeah. there's not much that no, comes close to just having someone hate you so much and not be you able live to do rent anything free about in it. their yeah. head <laughs> like, you're like i make money off of you hating me and i love it yeah like and the thing that they did was smart as his wrestling did progress because 
Yes, his wrestling was very basic because he literally just came from MTV where he he didn't get like so he was starting as fresh as could be, but they he did was a spokesperson for a while too. Yeah, but they did smart things. Like I'm thinking of his uh, tag team he had with uh, John Morrison, currently Johnny TV, but um, the tag team they had brilliant because one Johnny's another wrestler who just it's like he can turn off gravity it's a sight to behold yeah and well, he wrestles like a good guy too that that's like the one thing I adore Johnny TV and yes. he's he should have had a world championship already at this point in Agreed. WWE and a well maybe not AEW we'll see. because there's a lot well, of people at AEW who deserve a championship and he yes. has only appeared like twice I think but yeah it, uh, yeah, he, he compliments Miz because Miz is like very much a fundamentals wrestler, which is good. I don't yes. think I don't get why people think that's bad to be a safe worker. But then you have John Morrison, who, you know, I guess technically I'm not going to say unsafe because that's completely unfair, but more no, of a yeah, risk to himself. Be, yeah, yeah it, he he's capable of a lot more highly athletic feats. Yes, and, and so it's a great compliment because it's like, because then you can watch, like, Miz had the ability to improve and keep getting better while uh, while Johnny could just, you know, wow the crowd and just do crazy stuff that just had the crowd cheering like crazy while Miz was slowly getting better. It's a great way to help a, a guy who's new. And also, the chemistry between the two of them, amazing. Like, yeah, no, they understood uh, each other very well. Yeah, I just love there. And of course, Johnny is another example of how you be arrogant, but in a different way, because he very much had that arrogant of like, yeah, but I'm prettier than you. So shut up. I'm like, <laughs> I hate that you're right. But um, it's like, and, yeah, uh, and. <laughs> uh, but. And of course. It worked out because like the way they played off each other, it was almost like watching two brothers that was like they shared like two brain cells, but they always found a way to win. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> against all odds, they managed to pull it off. And I love that. Yeah. And I and years later when they would when they were reunited a little bit like a few years ago, one of my favorite vignettes was when John was when Johnny and the Miz recreated the trailer to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was good. I that I yeah. loved every second of that. I respected that. I respect the hustle, loyalty, and respect. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't so see that one coming, of, did you? <laughs> another unexpected, or because you can't see him. But uh, now I know when people talk about. So the rivalry that Miz had was Cena on and off because obviously when people think of Cena's best rivalries, the Miz doesn't typically pop up, which I understand because one, since Cena was the face of the company for so long, he was facing the best of the best. I mean, come on, when your competition's like Randy Orton, CM Punk, uh, Edge, like, like, and like, I know like little, like Taker on and off, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, like that's, that's some stiff competition. Yeah. Some would say unfair. So, yeah. But that's what happens when you become the face of the company. You only face the best. 
or like AJ Styles almost forgot. Good Lord. They had a great rivalry, but, um, but the Miz, I think gets a little like underrated because obviously a rivalry between Cena and the Miz, two things. One, you know, they're not going to go put out, like, it's not going to be like this, like great technical spectacle because mm-hmm. that's not how Miz wrestles, which is fine. But two, the other thing is, you know, John Cena is going to win. Like, duh. Well, it's, WrestleMania 27 has something to say. That's true. As I was like, most of the time, that's what made it great when he did win because that was so unexpected. And the thing that was great about that is, I think that's what helped Miz get to like where he is now, where he's so mad. I know we've joked before dangerous man with a mic. And I think his rivalries with Cena helped with that because Cena is a dangerous man when he's let off the leash. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, especially over the last like, I don't know, like eight years, Cena's been one of the best in the entire industry on the mic. It's, astonishing to watch because people criticized him for so long and like he's just been on a roll like every time he shows up he's never been bad on the mic and I think because of that that also pushed Miz to really like up his game as well too because like you Roman learned the hard way if you don't show up prepared you're gonna get annihilated and quickly and and Oof. And Miz, there's a couple of times, not going to lie, Miz got annihilated. Right, but he can so, take it. That's the thing is like with Miz, it's like he's the definition of durable. Yes. He can get completely drugged through the mud, which I don't wish for him. But I mean, when the definition comes up of like a good soldier, the Miz is someone who literally they'll give it to him and he's like, all right, I'll do that because I know that I can and I'm going to make it, I'm going to elevate it better than I could possibly like imagine. And he does every time, even if it's something that's like not good quality, it's better because the Miz is there and he's always been the definition of like, I mean, we, we saw it in 2011, like the, when he main evented WrestleMania and it was overshadowed by the fact that the rock was there. Right. Right. And I, well, I think that's, I love the fact that that's why Miz always reminds you that he was there, even to this day. It's kind of like, it reminds me of like how Jericho will always make sure to remind you he was the first undisputed champion. Right. And I which, love it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. It's like, man, I can't go longer than five minutes without telling you. But also, it is a great little, uh, it's a great honor. It's a great uh, statistic to bring up. Yeah. And, like, and the fact that, Miz got to main event WrestleMania, which obviously it's a very, it's a very exclusive spot because only, you know, of all the wrestlers that have ever been, like it's a very small number that have gotten to do that. So another thing I'm, I was realizing because I was doing, I was looking up some stuff about the Miz because he is one of those guys that he's been around for so long, you kind of forget how much he's done. And mm-hmm. I kind of forgot that Miz, was kind of the go-to guy of if you want to have like the ultimate like party pooper or like the ultimate like spoiler for something, the Miz was your guy. Oh, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
because I, I I saw one. And I I remember watching this. Uh, I remember watching this match when they when the Miz had the title and he fought Jerry Lawler, which of course you're like, well that's silly because like why? Because the stipulation, well the the story was Jerry's won titles everywhere except WWE. So tonight, this is the night he can do it because if he can beat anybody, he can beat the Miz. And the Miz was like, no, I'm winning. Not in my house. <laughs> yeah. And, and just so much more heat on him, which is brilliant. Or I know a uh, different name now, but at the time when he was Zack Ryder, when he had that emotional WrestleMania moment where he won the IC title, and then the Miz beat him the next night. Ooh, I, I could feel the heat <sighs> through the television. Yeah, dude, that was rough. And like, especially because Zack Ryder like finally got his moment too. But the thing is, we got 2016, 2017 Miz out of that. Oh my gosh. And dude, that is, I know for a lot of you all that are more in the know of wrestling, you're probably waiting for us to get to this point. But yes, we're here now. <laughs> yeah, we've arrived uh, at the point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure you're sitting there, get to the Yes, 2016 Miz was, like you said, and it started with him beating, because the heat he, ha- he had with Ryder from beating him the next day. I think he got like, he slapped his dad. And it's like, yeah. done, did, all the pro, did all the standard stuff a heel does to get just like, like nuclear heat. And the man was riding a high. And at this time, for those that don't remember, Daniel Bryan was a GM because due to injury, he had, a, he had to do more. He couldn't do, be an active wrestler. And they had talking smack. I know people look back at it, and they think Daniel, Daniel was trying to get fired. I just think he was just having fun with it. And yeah, he, he said all sorts of ridiculous things every week. And there's been this long-running... I don't know about joke, but just long-running storyline because the Miz was the mentor for Daniel Bryan, which is hilarious. The more you think about that, right? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, good. That would have been like if, like a, uh, if like Austin Theory was like the mentor to Kevin Owens. It's like Harden, and right, yeah. But I, I think they uh, knew that was the point too because I. A lot of it was to introduce Daniel Bryan. And I will defend this a little bit because, again, I doubt that The Miz was like, oh, I'm going to present myself as like, you know, like, I actually think I'm better than... Come on. Heck no. (laughs) He... (laughs) I I guarantee that that's not the case. But The Miz knows how to take that situation and utilize it to the best of the ability to... Of his ability to make it really special. And the one thing I will add oh, yeah. that, that I, I, I slightly defend having him as Daniel Bryan's mentor. And here's why the indies back in that time frame were not what they are now. That's true. That's 100% yeah. true. It's a completely different game. And most mainstream audiences, I'm not saying the marks, I'm not saying people like us who watch Ring of Honor, like, it, it's well, I didn't watch Ring of Honor at the time because I didn't watch wrestling until I was older, but I also knew who Daniel Bryan was. And the thing is, casual audiences won't know, but they'll see that and then they'll get slowly introduced to him and it builds a natural story of like, oh, well, I made you. 
I yes. like I gave you life like he's Frankenstein and build from there because it's kind of a win-win situation. Just, you have a natural story and you have an, a, a way to introduce an established wrestler, well, a wrestler who's established with like the indie audience and bring him into the eye of the casual mainstream audience. Yes. No, agreed on all accounts. Cause the thing is, is like, and also it's a great way, especially with Daniel being just the ultimate baby face. Like think how like the, the amount of work that man had to do in order to get booed on the few heel runs he's had. Cause you just can't help but cheer him. But yeah, well being vegan so, like, certainly helped. <laughs> but, um, apparently <laughs> you bring him in apparently, but uh, bring him in. So like you said, naturally the indie fan base knows all about him. Cause he is like, I feel like when you, when the word indie darling first got made, like his picture was right next to it. Yeah, and if, if you look it up in the dictionary, you see Daniel Bryan, and you see Colt Cabana, and there's just like a little plethora of people. Oh, we'll talk about Colt Cabana one day. That's one another day. episode, probably when we do our CM Punk <laughs> episode, and we'll try to make it as brief you. as possible because I'm so tired of the discourse, and we're moving Same. on from here. <laughs> That's also why the CM Punk episode is probably gonna be quite a ways down the road. But yeah! I digress. Um, Maybe now um, is not the best time. <laughs> I mean, if we wanted that SEO, but we've never cared about that. So um, no, and I'd rather talk about the Miz because, like, the Miz, is, dude, the Miz is earned yeah. this. But the, what I want to bring up is you have the indie audience with Daniel Bryan, and so you you create a natural, like, basically perma villain because the Miz, like, heck, let obviously I don't think it would happen, but even if the Miz were to jump to AEW. He could still antagonize Daniel Bryan saying, everything you've done here is because of me. Like, yeah. it's just a permanent villain. Mm -hmm. And, which is great. You kind of need that, like, uh, you kind of need that, like, permanent villain. Like, and the other thing, too, was, as Daniel, as people saw how good Daniel Bryan was in The Miz, clearly not being in the, like, as skilled as Daniel, it kind of naturally got more people behind them. So mm -hmm. it worked brilliantly on so many levels. Plus, uh, with how good the Miz can talk, Daniel didn't have to worry about matching him. All he had to do was just sit there and be like, dude, you're an idiot. And then go kick his butt in the ring. Right. And then, you know, write the check because gold, baby, gold. And yeah. Well, they um, had a feud in 2017 too, which was kind of, I mean, the matches themselves were good, but I think that like people were confused on like, where the feud was going and who won the feud. I, that's fair. That's fair. It was a little odd. But um, what we're getting to is, because you, you got to lay that foundation of like why there was this like long-running kayfabe-wise hatred between Daniel Bryan and The Miz. But I think there was a little bit of real life there. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah, we, we got to talk yeah, about we'll, the talking smack segment. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Because, uh, bro, I saw this live and I still, to this, I will never forget it. I, will, I, I, I literally looked up on YouTube because obviously people started immediately uploading it. I watched it like several times in a row because I couldn't believe Miz got away with saying that. And yeah, well, um, because it was unregulated at the time. They were just like, all right, if you just want to do this show, because like it was it. it for reference, like Baron Corbin sounded great 
on talking smack because they didn't give him a script and be like, you have to say this. They're like, hey, yeah. just go in there and say some stuff. And yeah. then you're like, oh, yeah, Baron Corbin's charismatic. It, if you let him talk, you can see how good he is at that. And yeah. when you get there's certain people that like when you give him a script, it's awkward. It's hard to make it good. And yes. Baron Corbin is someone who like excels when you just let them be themselves. And Miz is a little bit different because you could give Miz an AI generated script that quite literally grammatically makes, makes no sense. sense. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it literally feels like someone was writing it with a crayon using the like their entire palm to hold it and write it. Yeah. And, and he would still make it work. <laughs> and he would be like, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. like, and here, and the- they're being forced to hold this crayon with their palm writing it. They're like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and then Miz is like, don't worry. I can do I, it. I got this. <laughs> yeah. but, Miz is the man. Miz is so good. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. So we, you probably like guys get to it. Here's what happened. So, Daniel Bryan, as we discovered, says he was pretty much, as Paul Heyman would say, shooting from the hip. Um, you found out a lot of that kayfabe heat that uh, Daniel had with the Miz was real. Because Miz, because Daniel's like, oh, dude, you're like a safe word. You don't do, you don't try anything. You don't, because, and to be fair, it's like, because Daniel Bryan comes from the thought of like, you know, wrestling being an art form, which it is. And so he's like, I want to go out and do like things that people will never forget and like put on a great show. And he's like, it's like, you're so safe and you don't care. You just get a paycheck. Basically, I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of like, tri- I mean, I, I know this word's been worn out, but I don't know a better word at the moment. Maybe triggered a lot of the like crap that Miz got early on because Daniel Brown's kind of like needling him of like all of those things. Of like, you're not good at wrestling. You're just here. You're just collecting a paycheck, blah, blah, blah. And Miz, in one glorious moment, if you have not seen this, go look it up. Miz, as someone put it, he turned into the real world version of Miz and went off on Daniel Bryan. Dude. He's like, I'm sorry that... I'm sorry that I care about my family, that I want to go home to my wife. I don't want to be paralyzed from the neck down. I'm safe, so people know they can go in the ring with me. You want to go out there and do four flips in a bingo hall in front of ten people and just going on and on. I'm like, oh my gosh. And Daniel Bryan was like, he was about to either punch him or cry, and I couldn't tell which. I think he was just shocked. <laughs> and he was like, I should probably go. <laughs> oh, like you could, like, so frustrated. Like, he just leaves. Just leaves. And the Miz, as he leaves, the Miz keeps going. And he's, like, getting angrier as he's talking. Like, I, I, I'm watching a man let it all, like, this, that, that's like a solid decade of, like, crap that he's letting out. Dude, he just and, snapped. He finally had enough. He snapped. And I yeah. don't blame him for it. <laughs> I really don't. I, I, I highly suggest, I mean, I don't care if you're, whether you're trying to get into wrestling or if you just want to know, like, why authenticity can be such a good thing for just any level of speaking. Watch the thing with the, because after Daniel Bryan leaves and you're thinking, oh, Miz will calm down or whatever. No, he gets like more riled up because he's like, you ran away. You're a coward. Yeah, run away like you have every other organization you've been to. And you're like, ooh. Yeah, and, it, it was definitely real. It, yeah. <laughs> it was and one he of those looks ones right where... at the camera 
And I, I thought Mesosaurus, like, it looked like he was about to start tearing up. He's like, I have busted my butt. I have never gotten injured because I am safe. I know what I'm doing. I know how to make people look good. I deserve respect. And, and I was right. like... And he's right. <laughs> I, like, is the Miz's wrestling style my favorite in the world? Maybe not. But do I respect it? 100%. And I still enjoy watching. I still think he's an excellent wrestler. And I, I think that different styles matter. And this is coming from someone who got into wrestling because of Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Like, I fell in love with how Daniel Bryan wrestled, how he talked, how he inspired, how he carried himself. And I hate to say it, though, The Miz was right here. And, yeah. it, it, like, I had to agree with it. And I don't know if Daniel Bryan was, like, just kind of pushing it to help elevate the story because he cares about it. And he also knows how good Miz can be. But, oh, man, this was... This was hard to watch in oh, the yeah. best possible way. I mean, I, and, and, yeah, in the years since, because obviously it's reached the point where it's like you can't talk about. I mean, it's that moment is so intertwined in both of their careers. It's like you can't talk about their careers without mentioning it. Hence, why, like yeah. I said, I know those of y'all when you see the title of this episode, you're just like waiting for a. That's so funny. You just cut and out. You just cut since, out right when you said Daniel that. Bro- <laughs> you were like, you're just oh, waiting I for it. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it as is. Well, Keep going. <laughs> the Antissa patient. But, um, <laughs> uh, but in the years since, they just talked like, Daniel Bryant like, flat out says, like, yeah, I, uh, I was a jerk. I shouldn't have said that. I, should, I, I took low blows that were unnecessary. Because right. yeah. I and and the Miz was like, yeah, I was mad because I was like, I'm t- I am so o-, he's like, I was so over it. <laughs> right. Like, cause, yeah. Because like, you could see it in his face. He's like, he he got transported back to those times where he got shoved out of the locker room, having yeah. to change in the bathroom. Literally, just like ten years of pent up. Like he's been professional for so long, and finally, someone just said the wrong thing. And it just happened to be Daniel Bryan. <laughs> in a lot of ways, it feels like the perfect storm. Because Daniel Bryan is like, like we said, like you see his picture when you think of Indie Darling. So if there is someone that like, as far as the marks and the online fans are concerned, is like the opposite of The Miz, it would be Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And they're so both excellent the in, their, per- in the same ways. Like, I mean, Daniel Bryan, especially now over the last couple of years, is an amazing promo. Well, amazing is a strong word. Amazing promo I reserve for someone like The Miz or Roman, which is funny now, but like heel Roman. Exactly. Yeah, like, when I said that a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, and that's like a moniker that like is really difficult to pull off. Daniel Bryan is an excellent promo. I, I think yes, that's like agreed. he's so strong at it. And people used to criticize him for not having the same level of charisma. And nowadays it's like he has that almost to match The Miz, but very few people can match the Miz and it's they just work so well together because of that and I'm really glad that they actually were able to like continue running an angle with each other and like actually end up wrestling together because that kind of anger doesn't always lead to a work because you gotta be careful when <laughs> yeah. real life starts to spill into it starts to get a little be... stiff yeah <laughs> yeah 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 I mean 
it's like I mean, to there's the an episode of Workaholics. Me. I have to tell you this. There's an episode of Workaholics <laughs> where uh, they're having a, a professional wrestling ring for like public access TV in their front yard. And their landlord hears about it and shows up. And their landlord's Ben Stiller, by the way, which really funny. I don't know why, but like just seeing Ben Stiller in the show made me laugh. And eventually it's revealed that he's secretly in on it. And he, like, pretends to evict him. And then they, like, challenge him to a match, and he shows up, and he, like, hits him really hard. Like, it, it's clear that they're wrestling each other, but he's, like, going to town. And at the end, he finally admits, he's like, oh, yeah, no, I just, that was a lot of pent-up hate. <laughs> I just really didn't like you. <laughs> and you can yeah. see it when he, like, clotheslined him and literally flipped him, like, three times. <laughs> yeah. And it, that's what it made I mean, me think of. I was like, bro, that's... You'll be like, you do I'll be, be professional. Careful. You're like, I'll be professional. We'll work together. We'll make this happen. And we'll be good. But sometimes you just see red. <laughs> well, that's why, honestly, I think that's why the fact it took, it was a little bit before Daniel could wrestle again. So I think that helped. If he was still like an active wrestler at the time and they tried to book a match the following week, mm-hmm. that might have been a little too soon because that would have still been real. <laughs> yeah like, but, uh, well, by the time he was able to wrestle again like enough time had passed yeah I, I I don't think Daniel Bryan would have said it if he was an active wrestler oh sure no uh, I agree yeah I think a lot of I, his frustration stemmed from the fact that he was still dealing with a very early early retirement that he did not want of course and and I think he was frustrated that like I am retired but you still get to wrestle which is a, a immature way to look at it and he's admitted that yeah it, and, well, it's, it stems from frustration which is yeah. not doesn't make it right but you can at least understand where those feelings are coming from yeah but the thing is that promo and the reason like it might be like why are we spending so much time on a single promo for a pro wrestler like this Miz is already in a good spot because this is after he main evented wrestlemania but this promo like it's why he's like like, in just the amazing spot he's in now, a single promo, like, has made, like, he was already a made man just because he's been such a good, like, he's been a workhorse. He's been, as he pointed out, he's been, he hasn't injured anybody, and he's very rarely gotten injured. And when he has, it's very minor stuff. Yeah. And it just, it catapults, it forced the, <laughs> It forced the internet to have to take a moment to step back and go, oh, maybe we're the baddies. Yeah. And well, it, you know, it was, I think, what a lot of people were waiting for because they'd heard the stories and they'd seen it all. And, you know, we're seeing a version of how he feels. And we finally got to see <laughs> a lot of those true feelings. And I think for a lot of people, that was just like, it was like a finally moment, which is sad to say because, like, it feels bad pushing him in to the point of, like, completely snapping. The brink of, like, <laughs> like that, like, it was close to, like, that, like, pure rage, even with, like, tears flowing and you're still just in a rage. Yeah. Like, like goodness gracious. We're literally <laughs> seeing a man justifiably see red on live TV for millions to see. And everyone was just like, it's sad that we drove him to this point because like, you know what we've given this man the word. I say we, but 
a large subsection of the internet, especially like the IWC, which is important in the overall grand scheme of professional wrestling, yes. whether people like to admit it or not. It is. I agree. A lot of that has probably weighed on him for a long time because people forget the people on the receiving end of these things. They can see these, and they oh, often yeah. do. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, if you ever, I mean, my goodness, I, it's like the comment section of any. I, I feel bad for any wrestler that has to, like, the how thick your skin has to be. To have social media, I would love to have the Moxley thing where it's like he has a Twitter. Does he use it? Nope. Yeah, they gave it to him, <laughs> and he was like, "I'm not going to use it." <laughs> yeah, I would love for that to be. If I was in pro wrestling, I would love to be that. But, yeah, but you're yeah. in a world now where like you kind of got to. I mean, it's like when you find out Rhea Ripley was kind of told to get a TikTok, and it's worked out for her. It was a smart move, but yeah. Uh, but don't don't even bother going into the comment section on that TikTok oh, though never. for your own sanity. It, like <laughs> Oh yeah, but and so when you take that think take that with like with the miss to your point, like being on the receiving end of all these people just saying the worst things. And of course you ignore it at first because you're like, eh, whatever. They don't even wrestle, blah, blah, blah. But you hear something long enough, it starts to slowly sink in. You don't yeah. want it to, but it slowly does. There's only so and much you can take, dude. <laughs> like, exactly. And so, but that was, it really does seem like ever since then, the man's earned a level of respect that like, he still gets booed because the man, gosh, the man knows how to get booed. Yeah. Like, well, respectfully and, booed. Like booed because yes. we're just so invested in him. And he, yeah. he's so good at his job that it's like, if you cheer him, it, it feels weirdly disrespectful. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like with, it's like with Kurt Angle. You have to chant, you suck. Yeah. It's a law. It, like, it's, it's required. And if you break that, you're, you're under arrest. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, or, <laughs> or like, I, don't know. I will always bring up the example of how John Cena, like when he was at a talk show, and he orchestrated the crowd to teach him how to properly boo him. <laughs> God, like, amazing. It's just how it is. The little John and, Cena sucks. Uh, yeah. oh. And like teach him like how to how to say it in sync to his music. And I was like, the man knows. <laughs> and, I mean, he's known for a long time. And I mean, talk about tough skin, dude. I get like Oh yeah. And, and that's why and the thing is. And just Liz, see, because Miz does a great job. Because I know sometimes the complaints people have now is not about Miz's, like the quality of Miz's stuff. He's gotten to like that legend status where, unless he just has an off night, which everyone does, most people are pretty happy with what he's doing. Yeah. And the only complaint people really have now is sometimes he becomes too much of a punching bag, but he's such a good heel. He can get humiliated, like we were saying before we started recording. He can get humiliated one week, and then the next week win the U.S. title and brag like he just won the Super Bowl. Right. Like, and he, I would believe it. He could literally get like beaten down in the most embarrassing fashion, and I would be like, "Nah, he's he still could be in the main event," and I would yeah. believe it. Like, it's he's that yeah. good, and he's that. I hate to say, almost bulletproof. And and just and he's so good because. 
one of the things I love about him as a heel as well is he's okay to your point of like getting his comeuppance. Because sometimes you run into heels who are afraid of looking too bad. He doesn't Miz care. isn't mine. Like, yeah, he oh, doesn't... Dude, you mean like, like watching Bobby Lashley on the hunt for the Miz when he had the WWE title? And we all knew, oh, Miz about to get murdered. And boy, did he. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He won the world title. He won the WWE title back in oh, 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. People forget for this. Like, well, because it was only like for like three weeks. It wasn't very long. I know. It was a hell tell a story. But, but, that, but we that, all that, believed like, it. We were weeks. okay with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, but just like watching Bobby Lashley just slowly stalking him in the Miz, the fear on his face. Yeah. <laughs> It's gold. He's he has another world title reign under his belt, and you know why? Because he's good at what he does. He is the first two-time Grand Slam champion. Unbelievable! That is. I mean, good for him, man. I'm so happy for them. Like (laughs) that stat alone. If you if it was ever like, well, what if you need proof that they like what he's done, and they obviously are cool with him, and they. Do respect him. Two-time Grand Slam champion. Yeah, That's all you gotta say. It's true. He's, <laughs> he's got more world titles than I do. Yeah, and I just... And also, when he goes... I love that he's also in the spot that if he... Him being a heel, but if he's up against a bigger... Or I guess like a more heelish heel. I don't know how else to put that. Um, a more like evil the week heel. He went out to go, yes. Like the, when he was trying to suck up to Roman... That was so funny. Yeah. That's, he's <laughs> he, Roman's he, like, wait, I like him. He's really can adaptable. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking at Paul Haven's like, hey, can we keep him? He just says nice things about me. I like him. <laughs> uh, Sorry, we don't we don't let white people into the bloodline anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we did that once. We've gone down that route many times. <laughs> yeah, it's like we've been there. Didn't work out. Paul Ham is the one exception. So once you try and come back, yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're, he's like, you're all right, white boy. You're <laughs> oh, dude. And just how, like, and that's basically what he said. And that's what made it hilarious. And of course, Miz, being such a schmormy heel, just like taking it all like as though it's compliments. As Roman is very much talking down to him. Right. <laughs> well, attention's attention. And he. I mean, that yeah. perfectly embodies his character. He's like, you're invested. I win. And that's also why I think another reason of like him being safe. I think that's why like with Logan Paul, his first big feud was with The Miz. Because mm-hmm. it's safe. And I know yeah. like we've said before, it's like, dude, I don't, how are you so good at this? I don't, I'm conflicted. Yeah. I know. But it, there's a reason why he went with The Miz. <laughs> It's really incredible to watch like how natural of a professional wrestler he is. And regardless yeah. of your feelings about him, because guess what? A lot of people have feelings about him. And, un, and completely understandable feelings. Justifiable, well, I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Completely understandable, completely justifiable. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. But also the Miz, I think the other, the other I mean, and I mentioned this before we started recording, but I love it because there's certain things where, like, you can try to do that can only really work if you have a certain level of charisma. Because I know, like, Christian has joked 
about the bad physique heat that heels can get because that is real. Yeah, that is a real thing. Which, but um, that's another episode. It's we'll hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I know. But and that's not what Miz has done. He's done the other thing, and that is you boo him because he has a very attractive wife. Right. That's such. <sighs> The internet is fascinating. <laughs> and it's an ability to just create this perfect storm of I hate you because you have a hot wife. And yep. it, it, it's like the embodiment, like the meme of that, that kid who's like frowning heavily at his, uh, his school photos. And it's like, congrats. Happy for you. Good job. Like, <laughs> like the, the angry, I'm so happy for you. And yes. it, it's so weird that wrestling fans are like that because they're like, oh, your wife's hot. I hate you. Like, what a weird sentiment to take. What? Like, no, I touch they, grass. They I'm sorry. But like, no, we're, we're <laughs> not skipping over this. No, 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 no. I'm not skipping over that. What I'm saying <laughs> is they do add one layer to it that I appreciate is that she helps him cheat. Yes, that so, certainly boosts it. You have other reasons to boo besides attractiveness. Agreed. But there's people who like openly admit to, it. and he'll be like, I get to go home to the love of my life, my beautiful wife. And the crowd in the back's like, boo, boo. <laughs> you have a hot wife. Boo. And I was like, this is why people think wrestling fans are virgins. I'm sorry. It's just, it's so <laughs> like, we make it so easy for people to bully wrestling fans. Like <laughs> sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. Often but, um, we do. It starts with us being wrestling fans. Like we're we're oh, a niche genre, dude. I mean, granted, like nowadays it's 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 not bad. And like I was I think, the amount of money it generates, I don't know if I'd call it super niche now, but I yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah, it's not it's as niche not... as it used to be, and I am proud to be a wrestling fan. I will always proudly be a wrestling fan, but like we're still in this subset of like communities, I would say, I think community is a good word because like communities where like people will stereotype us no matter what. And, oh, that's, and, and you're going to deal with that yeah. no matter what. Yeah. That's, and, that's forever. And not in a harmful way because it's wrestling. Like this is yeah. a, a stereotype that you just live with and it's not a big deal. It's like being a comic book nerd, like, or oh, yeah. a gamer, like people expect a certain thing. You get stereotyped into that and wrestling like fans games. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but wrestling fans in particular just seem to like sometimes really just lean into it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like really yeah. being a well, heel to themselves. Like they're looking at exactly. the meal and they're like, I'm the bad guy today. And it, like, <laughs> Look at me suffering from the consequences of my own actions. Right. <laughs> but it, it'll never stop me from loving wrestling because at the end of the day, well, we still all have fun. But. The way the that we like boom is for having an attractive <laughs> wife. I'm circling back. We're not done. <laughs> We're not done with this. The way that they hate him for having a hot wife is so funny to me, but it's also insane. It's insane. Oh, it is. It's like I, it makes I, no I, sense <laughs> when you when you think about it for any length of time. Because at least, like for instance, with King Booker, mm -hmm. when people would boo his wife. It was because she was helping him cheat. Right. So she got booed for understandable reasons. Mm -hmm. Like she would pull out the hairspray or she would tug on the leg or distract the ref. Things that are boo worthy. 
Mm-hmm. Maurice, it's literally, here's this French woman. I think French, or is she just from Canada? I don't no, know. Which. No, she's French. She's, she's okay. from France. So here's this very attractive French model who has married the Miz. And apparently just loves him with all her heart. Because every time like you see them talk about each other, it's the most wholesome, adorable thing I've ever seen in my life. But right. yeah. Uh and it's just like you get booed over that. Mm-hmm. It's just hilarious. Yeah. And and some people boo him because of how he uses that to like because of the fact that she helps him cheat to win. I'm sure yes. of that. And that makes sense because that's just part of wrestling. But it, it's kind of like, and the reason I was like, okay, maybe it's just because of that. But oh, we're going to circle this round. We're going to tie this uh-oh. into a big old knot. Remember what happened with Sammy Guevara? Oh, no. With, we're with him and this. his, with his yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not done, Caleb. We are not done. With him and his now wife. People, and he was a good guy. Like, he would go mm-hmm. out and help people. And people were like, oh, he's so annoying. Like, him and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, like, <laughs> like people Wrestling can't be in weird, love man. anymore you can't be in love anymore because guess what that makes you a villain well let, let's put it this way it's a good thing that Seth Rollins was a heel at the time when him and Becky when they officially announced that they were a couple and when she had to leave to go you know basically have a child um, yeah. it's a good thing Seth was a heel at the time already yeah, well, he wasn't, we found out he about was probably that. Probably gonna be. Yeah, we found out that they were together before that, though, because they. Uh, I agree. But I was they, saying, like, yeah, they had an intergender they match. It, yeah. Yes, but like when they really started using it more on screen, mm-hmm. and because I know Seth was still like kind of a face, but you started seeing him get booed more, and then of course you know the Hell in a Cell match that shall not be named happened. And yeah, and well, this was also around the time with the whole Will Osprey thing, which, by the way. Has been settled. It's all good. Yes. <laughs> like, all is. Waters some... have been smoothed over. And... Right. But that certainly didn't help at the time. But like. Oh, heck no. But they, I have to yeah. say, that's another example to me of like what you're saying of. It's so weird. It makes no sense. It's yeah. like. Like Sammy Guevara like, and Tay Mello. They're like, oh, they're annoying. I was like, I'm sorry that they love each other. Like you're nah. just don't look. Just close your eyes. If you close your eyes, it's not there. I now, swear I will God. say, I, I will I'm going to have an this. aneurysm, Caleb. <laughs> I will say this. The way that Miz and Maurice have both leaned into it over the years, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Because they, they, they took the stance of, well, if they're going to boo us for this anyway. Right. We might as well have fun with it. And, yeah, and they're perfect like, at it. Yeah, they're so good at gaining yeah, like that a heat lot from of, it. Oh, spe- oh, my gosh. Especially... And I can't believe I get to say this on the podcast, but hey, it's real. Miz has a shirt that says this. So I already know where I'm about to go with this. Um, <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> about like why his balls are awesome. Because that's a real sentence in the, in the year of our Lord 2023. And My, my uh, husband has uh, a perfectly average set of balls. <laughs> yeah. And of course, her just getting frustrated <laughs> and getting more French as she gets angrier was always funny to me. Oh my gosh. And, and it's like, that would be so goofy, but they made it work. I, oh yeah, and <sighs> it's leaning into the, well, we can't make fun of you, Maurice, because you are obviously, we can't, what we're going to do, say you're ugly, because that's just factually wrong. So we're going to make fun of Miz. Mm-hmm. And, also, like, uh, I don't think wrestling fans would absolutely go that far, because that's, like, 
wrestling fans, for all they are, I think especially now, nowadays, I don't think that a large portion of fans would be that cruel to call someone ugly in the middle of the ring. Unless it's oh, like well, part of their gimmick, like dashing Cody Rhodes, and he's like, I'm oh, beautiful. Yeah, well, and they're like, no, you're not. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, true. Unless, like you said, unless it's part of the gimmick, agreed. Like, no, what I was saying is that just the way of like, and I know we talked about it uh, before, but like, like sometimes the ring gear she would come out in purposely to be like, yeah, and I'm with him. So I know you're jealous. And like, when we, we did the whole like, you know, talking about, I can't keep getting to say this because wrestling do be weird like that sometimes <laughs> of talking about the Mrs. Balls. Um, and she came out with a giant set of like, I don't, they kind of look like the lucky dice that you would hang in a car and just right. two giant ball things. Yeah. Oh, she should have brought out those, uh, those truck balls, like the big oh silicone. Gosh. Dude, I would have died laughing that they wouldn't have let him do it, but that would have been so oh, heck, funny. No. Because you can't have something that looks just straight up like it. You can allude to it. You can't straight up look the, like the body yeah. parts. They're like grossly realistic. And that, whew, we can make an episode on that. But we're, yeah. ne- we're never going to because nope. I have. We'll talk about CM Punk before that happens. Yeah. And, uh... We're, we're going to talk about CM Punk anyway, but just not right now. And... Yeah. But, uh, but the point I'm making is, as we talked about all this, the Miz has been a great asset in terms of like he can utilize anything to get heat mm-hmm. and and also the, the fact is the man has a lot of respect for the business as a whole hence why he's been such a good company man and the thing that he did that a lot of people don't talk about that i really respected was right after piper passed away the Miz was doing the Miz tv it was like the first raw after the news broke out and Miz was wearing like a it was like in black, but it's like kind of like the suit version of a kilt, uh-huh. and all like just to like pay like pay respects to him because the Miz knows that Miz TV is just Piper's pit for the current era, and just the way he gives a little like he gives love to stuff like that, or if he listens to someone like a celebrity guest who tries to bash the business, the Miz will be the first person to bury that person in the ground. Right. And he like, it's so interesting going back and looking at his career and seeing like how much he put up with and seeing now like how like clear all along it was that he he loved this industry for so like he outlasted everyone who doubted him to the most extreme extent. And I have a lot of respect for that. Like, I mean, he has my respect no matter what, but it's really cool. Like seeing that just consistently because he's still relatively young he's like 42 so i mean in wrestling years probably not like too too many years left in terms of like you know well it depends well can he defy aging like i guess it's just crazy because back in the day 42 was just like oh geez he's he's basically done but now you have guys like jericho and aj styles and others who are just like Nah, we're fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm saying probably at least 10 years if he continues at, like, the pace that he's at. Like, yes. almost guaranteed 10 years. When I said a few, I really meant 10. Because right. 
at a certain point, I feel like he may step away to spend more time with his family more than like, oh, Which my body's. He has earned that if yeah. he does. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really has. And to be more of like a spokesperson and a manager because like he can contribute no matter what. And if he wants to wrestle continuously, then I would not complain. I, you know what I just realized yeah. he could do going forward? What? Like not now, obviously he's still like active wrestler, but like when those days are done, he could very much kind of like how during the attitude era, when Vince had his two goons of Pat Patterson and uh, get the other guy's name, but they're both former wrestlers. Miz could 100% be a goon. Yeah. No, hundred percent. He would be really, really good at that too. <laughs> yeah. Or it'd be like, if Paul Heyman could like have like the Paul Heyman like role and then like just wrestle here and there. Like it'd be yeah. so like, but of course that's just if he wants to, like, yeah. Well, I, I mean, we've seen that, like, obviously, quote unquote, older. I don't like the word older, but like <laughs> more experienced veterans who, like, in terms of wrestling years are older, they can still go. Like, Adam Pierce. Oh, yeah. Adam Pierce is, like, quietly one of the best things WWE has in terms of, like, a low key, like, manager slash someone who could still go if needed to. Like, because oh, yeah. he, he had a brief wrestling match, I believe, like on SmackDown back in like 2021, I want to say. I remember that. Yeah. And, and I yeah, was I like, like how... this guy's a former world champion. People forget that. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the thing is, the one person who didn't forget, though, was Paul Heyman. He's like, hey, remember? You, you fought for me in ECW. And I was like, oh, snap. I forgot. That's right. But yeah. that's to your point. Like, the Miz could be in that position where you forget, like, oh, yeah, he's done all this, like, really great stuff. Mm hmm. Because he, he could he do like a pierced yeah. role. Right. And he hasn't sustained the same level of damage as a lot of other wrestlers have. Like John Cena, I I mean, gosh, we're so lucky we have John Cena. But yes. he's, he's openly admitted like, I don't know how much more my body can take. And if we're being yeah. completely honest, it's someone who's basically been the face of an entire company, 365, all the time. For over, for a, over decade. a decade, yeah, like, like he, he is the definition of like, well, maybe not the definition. I am amazed that he is held up as well as he has, and I'm happy that on, he has because most people do not get that lucky. Oh, especially with some of the like very very serious injuries he sustained. Like yeah. it's astonishing. Like a torn and, pec, and yeah, yeah, and like you said. Just having to do that full time for over 10 years. And when you're the face of the company, you're expected to do the 20, 30 minute matches. Sometimes wrestling multiple times a night. Sometimes like, oh, well, it's like, hey, I would like a day off. It's like, hey, you have to go wrestle the elimination chamber. Sorry, you're John Cena. They expect that out of you. Right. And so, yeah, I'm not surprised that his body's at that breaking point. I just, but the, to your, to like, what you're alluding to is that, like, while Miz has done a ton, since he's never been, like, the face of the company, he hasn't had to put his body through that same grueling schedule like a Cena. Yeah. No, agreed. what so, he's also done a lot for the company, too. Oh, yes. Like, yeah, like, it's, it's just by no means am I trying to yeah. undercut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, that's, I mean, if, if y'all gain nothing else listening to this episode is, uh, he goes into my category as I've talked about when we, when we covered Cena and when we covered Edge and when we covered Orton, please appreciate these guys while you have the chance. 
because you never know when they're done. We're so lucky. Never let them go. <laughs> yes. You never, because, I mean, look, I've seen all the rumors about Randy maybe coming back. And if he does, I will be among the millions, like, just completely ecstatic. But also, if he's done, he's got nothing left to prove. Yeah. And I just it came the hell out of out nowhere. Of for it. Yeah. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Get out of here! Get out of here! Boo this man! Boo this man! Well, let me word it like this: the <laughs> suddenness, because he didn't get like a retirement angle or a retirement match. They kind of played it off as, "Oh, he'll be back soon," and now it's maybe he will, maybe he won't. Yeah, and it almost happened to Sheamus, dude. Yes, dude, I felt so bad for not just for Sheamus for the obvious reasons. I also felt for like Cesaro since they had such a good thing going with the bar. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dang, dude. But yeah, like Se- Sheamus, another one of got a very close retirement scare, and luckily, I mean, I could, and what's turned into the brawling brutes has been nothing short than just an amazing treat every time I see him. I know, and well, all of them too. Like, well, hopefully Pete Dunn, please come back as Pete Dunn. But I, you know, Ridge Holland too, especially like I've seen more to him than just like, I am big man that beats people up. Like he actually has some comedic timing too. And (laughs) being around a big guy like Seamus to teach you how to wrestle like a big guy, but with charisma, perfect guy to learn under. Perfect guy to learn. Is he going to turn into a Seamus episode again? We got to, we got to go back to his. (laughs) (laughs) One day we'll get to. We'll get to our darling albino man. But um <laughs> he's uh, just he's just Irish, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> but the point I'm making though is that like <clears throat> Miz has very much he has a we need to appreciate like I'm not well obviously do what you want, but just I don't know, maybe it's just of me getting older as well. So like as I'm watching a lot of these guys that I grew up watching and when you're a kid, especially, you have that stupid idea of, oh, these guys will wrestle forever. And as JR likes to put it, Father Time does no jobs. He's undefeated. Yeah. yeah. And eventually everyone has to put up the boots. So I'm just enjoying however much longer Miz has, whether that's, uh, whether it's like I said, 10 years, whether it ends up being like, let's say 20 because he goes into a manager role or becomes a goon or whatever. Or if he wrestles three more years and says, Hey, I just want to go hanging out with my family. Good for him. And I'm just saying like, I just would, he goes in my category of people to appreciate because man, he has put in the work. He has taken the flack from literally everyone. Like there's some wrestlers that are loved by the critics and maybe the marks don't like them or maybe the marks like them, but for some reason creative doesn't like them. Miz is someone who everyone had it out for him and he proved them all wrong. Yeah. It could almost be seen as like a heroic, like a hero's journey. It's like the way (laughs) that it's hilarious considering his character (laughs) by all means, we should root for him, but he's so good at being detestable. Yes. It's, what was it? What was it? Uh, there's a funny quote, like a Hunter S. Thompson quote where he goes, well, I can't advocate for, you know, paranoia and heavy drug use, but it's worked out for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, so like with men, it's like, I can't advocate for being a sniveling, backstabbing, you know, cheater, but it's worked out for me. 
It has. And I, you know, I think we should talk about, uh, we're just going to gush over him for another hour. I think we should mention some <laughs> matches that we should watch with him. I, yes. like, I personally just want to wreck, there's a ton of matches you can watch with Miz. But his match with Logan Paul, and then his match where he teamed with Logan Paul against uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. And oh, great match. An excellent match. That was 38, correct? I believe so. Yes. Yes, because so, 39 yeah. was Logan and Seth. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then uh, that SummerSlam was Logan and The Miz. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. 1v1. One, one yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, there's so many matches I've seen. And... Oh, I know. <laughs> when you watch a ton of wrestling, it all blurs. Right. And then his entire streak of matches in late 2016 against Dolph Ziggler. Watch them all. Watch, yes. watch every single one. It's worth it. So it if, I will say, if you do want to make time for one in particular, the No Mercy match. Oh, Like, yeah. the whole feud is phenomenal. And, like, the buildup is, like, chef's kiss, perfect. Is that the ladder like, match, or is that the, the career match? That was the, when he put his career on the line. Okay, watch that one, and then watch the ladder match. Like, those yes. are... Ugh. Mmm, magnifique. I love it. Yeah, like, I mean, another guy who sometimes gets just underrated is Dolph Ziggler. So watching two underrated guys just trying to show everybody how much gas they still have in the tank, it's just, it's great. It's great. Yeah, and I'm like, gosh, this is the same guy that, like, two years ago he had the WWE title for a couple weeks, and then he just yeah. lost to Snoop Dogg. Like, <laughs> and, it, it, and it doesn't damage his brand whatsoever no. like well lots of snoop dog after shane mcmahon got inducted into the quad torn hall of fame yeah he's just like his dad for real for real, <laughs> for he, real oh, for like real. father like son <laughs> oh i, I hope he would find above, that kevin nash is just sitting there going welcome welcome well, to the club <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to the party <laughs> it's it's a tear it's a tear to be here <laughs> he yeah no it's there's a lot of other matches that I think that you could watch with him, but basically like those are some of my favorite just because they really stand out to me the most because I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah. And one that's kind of like a match, but when he wins the, the world title for the first time, when he cashes in money in the bank on Randy Orton, it's not much of a match, but it's hilarious. And <laughs> it also spawned the meme of that girl who was super angry and yep. it's it's just so funny to me. I was like, it's not even a match. It's just him like basically like weaseling his way into like pinning him. And yeah. the the silence and the way everyone's just like sad. Like it just brings such joy to my heart watching them all just deflate. Yeah, and, it's like it's <laughs> Wow, I started really thing. awful when I said No, that. no, no. That is that is what a good heel does. It's the uh, it's like when we talked about like Champa in NXT. When he'd come out to no music and would just use people's booze to feed off of that. Yeah. It's oh. good. It's, that was like his lifeblood. But <laughs> I, I just, yeah. There, I think there's an episode on Miz, too. I, I, I think it was the, the WWE Villain series, I want to say. Think, yes, yes. I did yeah, watch that. And that's and really do, good. Yeah. They did bring in Daniel Bryan for that to talk about the Talking Smack promo. So... Yeah, <laughs> which I'm sure they love talking about consistently. <laughs> well, at this point, Daniel just laughs going, yeah, because I think he understands the business well enough to be like, yeah, I was part of a key moment. Unfortunately, it's a key moment where 
I just had to take it. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, ooh, ooh, another one. Um Miz versus Seth Rollins at Backlash. Yes. 2018 specifically, which is not it's not like I mean the pay-per-view itself I think just had a lot of like just There's a lot of weirdness. Yeah, yeah it, <laughs> it didn't work and that just happens. But that match is really good. It is oh, uh, awesome. another example of like uh obviously you can't do like you're in good hands with Seth Rollins because the man is a perf- <laughs> pretty sure he's a perfectionist with how he does his matches. And yeah. mm-hmm. But I mean, it also he, shows. You- yeah, he he has a more intense style, which I think helps stand out. Yeah, because because the because Seth can be intense while Miz makes him look a million bucks, mm-hmm. and, and that's just, just a good combination. And uh, ooh, another one. I was gonna uh, say, go the ahead. Miz versus Cesaro, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn at Extreme Rules 2016. Yep. And he yeah. wins that. He, he oh, barely, but he does <laughs> manage to pull it off. You're right. <laughs> Look, the Miz, a lot of times, it, it, the meme from The Office when Michael Scott first got the job and he's doing like that awkward handshake. Yeah. <laughs> that's the Miz a lot of time with how he wins. Oh my God. He's like, I think I did it. <laughs> like, I, I it's like, oh, it's like, I don't even know how I did it, but hey, give me the title. But uh, um, <laughs> okay, I'm, I've won. But, yeah, like I said, he's, and I just, I don't have a particular match, because for me, I just remember a lot of the stuff he's done with, like, character. So, like, I gotta think there's gotta be compilation videos on YouTube of the stuff he did with Damian Mizdow. Mm-hmm. Go watch the compilation. There's gotta be compilations somewhere. But if they do exist, watch them. Because you're, you truly are watching a professional at work who understands the myth, the crowd loves one man hates the other and he leans perfectly into it. Yeah. And, uh, just, and of course watching that every time the crowd would start cheering Damien too much, the Miz knew how to squash that. And the other thing too, is as safe as he tends to be, and obviously he's not gonna, like I said, he's not going to sit there and do a crazy frog splash or (laughs) some of the insane, Bumps like I'm thinking of like Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, how they almost murdered each other. Yeah, like you're not gonna for, see Miz for our entertainment that. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that great gif of uh Kevin Owens being hit by the forklift that Roman was driving, and just the way that was shot. <laughs> but um, there's that bop. Oh, <laughs> uh, the, but, the um, sheer brutality of it all. I live for it. <laughs> uh, but the, the thing that shows that the Miz is still a team player. I will mm. say. The match he had with Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, where they were just, or wasn't, well, I can't remember which pay per view it was, but Shane McMahon, as we all know, is a daredevil. And the, the, the word no does not exist in his vocabulary when it comes to crazy stunts. Yeah. And The Miz, I mean, he went with it, and they were doing some crazy like, stuff that Miz would normally never do. And I love the way that match ends with like that big suplex and it just I think Miz won that if I remember correctly no but like one Shane because, McMahon won no that's right because Shane just happened to be laying on him in a way that it counted as a pin right and he was like I did it <laughs> I, which shows that like the man was willing to 
go the extra mile if need be. As safe as he was as a worker, which I will always respect the one who prioritizes fundamentals of being safe. Agreed. He wasn't, he was not opposed to doing some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. When it matters. Yeah. Exactly. Like if it led, if it was for good reason. Mm -hmm. And so I just think of that kind of stuff. I just think of like, so just man, the promos him and Maurice did during the, the feud with John Cena and Nikki Bella when they were pretending to be John and Nikki. Yeah, those were funny. so funny. Yeah, I, I hated that I laughed at him, but I laughed nonetheless. Yeah, because well, once again, a feud where you absolutely know who's winning this. And The Miz knew it. I yeah. knew it. All of you listening knew that John Cena was going to win that. So The Miz is going to have as much fun as humanly possible. Right. And you know what? It makes for a good show. And at the end of the day, I mean, through and through, he's, he's a professional and we, we love that about him, but I, I'm hoping that he continues to have an excellent career. I think he will, but it's just nice to like give some recognition to him because the Miz is an interesting case. It's not like he's renowned around the world for being like a technical wrestler on the level of like Daniel Bryan or Zack Sabre Jr., and right. at the same time, like people are like, oh, I don't remember a lot of his matches. And it's like, well, because he's gotten flocked for a long time for being, quote unquote, safe. But at the end of the day, there's a lot there. And I think that over time, more people will come around to like rewatching these matches and being able to appreciate how good he really is. And yes. also acknowledging that a lot of his strengths lie outside of wrestling as well. Like he's a great wrestler, but he also was a phenomenal, he's a phenomenal promo. He has charisma for days and he continues to be one of the best parts of every segment that he's involved in, no matter how little time he's offered, no matter what he has to do. And I think it's great. We were able to talk about this episode because it's, it's just cool. Also, before we close out, I just want to say this. I, have talked to people in the industry like the film industry and people who have just like worked with him or interacted with him before apparently he's really wonderful and i think that's really cool like it, it's just really nice to hear that it's like oh no he's a really good dude like and people sometimes like, you yeah. worry about that like oh, how yeah. much like when you see especially when you see someone who's being like portraying a particularly evil like for instance like i know we keep like someone like a like roman who's super manipulative and scary or someone like Gunther who is terrifying yeah but then you find out they're cool in real life it's always a there's a nice sigh of relief right you forget they're normal and then you hear stories about them you're like okay they're cool but like you can still invest in their characters too like as they are and with the Miz apparently he's he's awesome and I oh my gosh that's funny I didn't mean to do that (laughs) what what did on that the Miz is Awesome. awesome. Caleb, is there anything you want to add? <laughs> uh, just the last thing I want. The Miz to me is a great example of there are many ways to make it in pro wrestling. And obviously he's one of, like, he's not the only example, but to me, he's the great, he's a great example currently of what makes a great pro wrestler. Like there's a lot of things. That's why that's, that's why that's such a subjective question. And he's, he's a great example of where you may be weak in one area. If you lean into what you are really good at, you can achieve. I mean, like I said, 
two-time Grand Slam champion. And mm-hmm. trust me, nobody would have thunk that back in 2005. So he's a great example of there are many ways to get to the top. Mm-hmm. Well, as Jimmy McElroy once said, if you dream it, you can do it. And I don't know why I quoted, quoted Blades of Glory, but it's just what it is. And with that, if you want to be an A-list superstar like The Miz, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify. You can follow us on Google Podcasts. You can follow us on Breaker, Overcast, your web browser. We're everywhere. You can't hide from us. We appreciate having you. You guys are the best. And thank you for being so patient with our, our episodes, like our release dates. I'm going to go Seriously, ahead and say thank you. it's, it's kind of my fault. And, but in a good way, because I, I don't know if I brought it up on a recent podcast, but I recently accepted a teaching position and I moved out to Georgia. So we are states apart, but Caleb's and I, Caleb and I's bond will never sever. It's just too strong. It's too powerful. (laughs) We're built different and we're still having fun doing this, but yeah, no, the move has been very busy and stressful. So I'm so sorry that I have been really inconsistent with my release dates, but Caleb has been an amazing co-host and an amazing friend. So we're back. And we appreciate, yeah, yeah we appreciate y'all for being for your patience. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, you guys are awesome, and we're ugh, we're so back, Caleb. We're so back. <laughs> we're but, so back. <laughs> <laughs> with that, I'm Austin Cook, and I am Caleb Macklemore. We are the Internet World Order. We will see you guys soon. See you guys. <laughs>